This is episode number 22 with Stephanie Williams. Hello and welcome to the Love Yourself to Happiness show, a podcast inspired by modern women like you. We are your hosts, Maya and Michaela. Each week, you'll get an infusion of tips, daily routines, tools, and rituals from our favorite experts that will inspire you to create the life of your dreams and make it a reality. All this information is free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. We also want to invite you to join our free private Facebook group called Energized Mama Tribe. We are also offering a free masterclass, five steps to get 10 or more hours of free time in your week. Lastly, we're offering free breakthrough calls with us to help implement the tools we teach you in the class. Links to all of these free resources are in the show notes. So grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and welcome to Love Yourself to Happiness. Stephanie Williams is a coach, speaker, author, and sometimes lawyer. Stephanie's passion for healing turned into her business after her then-decade legal career caused such dysfunction and destruction in her personal and professional life that she drank to numb the pain and was certain another bout of suicidal-level depression was imminent. In 2015, Stephanie, a natural listener and healer, decided to take control of the most obvious source of pain— practicing law full-time, and she resigned as a partner from her law firm to begin health coaching. While health coaching, Stephanie realized that she possessed unique knowledge and experience around resilience, facing fears, self-care, and boundaries, and now she focuses her business in these areas. Stephanie will practice law part-time and on her teams, allowing her flexibility and freedom to coach clients, write, and speak. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Here with us, we have Stephanie Williams. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How are you guys? We're doing great. Great. Thank you. And we like to begin with if you could define happiness for you. So that's a really interesting question. I I don't think I have a definition of happiness. I have a couple philosophies of happiness. my philosophies are, there's two of them really. One is that I think it happens in small things. Um, happiness is just, you know, yesterday, for example, my 19 year old nephew who is away at college just sent me this random text about something that was ridiculous and it just made me happy. Um, it was just a small moment, but it just filled my day. Um, and so I think that's what most of happiness is, are these small moments that somehow become so impactful. Um, and I guess the other thing, my other sort of philosophy on happiness is that I think that we are programmed as human beings to be happy or optimistic. Um, that's our default. Uh, I don't, I can't otherwise explain how people who have, uh, had terrible trauma in their lives, go on to do amazing things and still laugh with their friends and have full hearts. And, um, so those, I I guess I have philosophies rather than, (laughs) rather than a definition. Right. I like that. Right. And it can fluctuate depending on the chapter of your life that you're in. Right. That's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. So I, 
it depends on how I am doing mentally and emotionally. And it might very well be that a happy moment is um, a day when I can do my self-care routine of things like making a good breakfast and going for a walk and seeing, you know, petting my dog and things like that. Or it may be, you know, a house full of people and it's a party and everybody's so excited. Um, it absolutely depends. Absolutely does. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So can you tell us a little bit about your personal life, something that wasn't mentioned in your bio and your journey to wellness? So I am, well, it's, well, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> um, I think one of the big things for me is that I uh, suffer from pretty severe and chronic depression. And um, my journey to wellness was is goes hand in hand with um, my recovery uh, with depression. And I really do the things that I do, like eat well and run and engage with people and um, take <laughs> love my dog because of uh, if I don't, it's, I, I suffer. I, I, I mm-hmm. will, I will spiral down and I will spiral, spiral down quickly. Um, and I think that people who I, I've never, I've never been on med- as an adult, I've never been on medica- medication for my, um, for my depression because I've been able to use self care to sur- it's it's about survival for me um and that i think is pretty <laughs> i mean i could go on forever yeah. about my 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 history and, and all of that but i think um and it's not it's not a cure all for all people but it's definitely been very good for me and some of the folks that i've worked with that's amazing and so inspiring so I like how you said self-care is survival and we're so huge on self-care. So can you describe to us your morning and evening routine to us and maybe, you know, putting in there some self-care routines, you know, to, you know, to help with depression? Yeah. So my, my morning routines, I'm always kind of playing with my morning routine and I haven't settled on anything, um, specific yet. But some of the things I've, I've played with are waking up first thing and having um, a really positive mantra and just, just thinking about that. Um, you know, I'm awesome. The world's awesome. Let's go make this an awesome day. I've done that. I've also, um, Oprah has um, her new book or one of her new books was Things I Know For Sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll read a couple lines from that. Um, Sometimes I just get up, have a cup of coffee and take my dog for a walk. It's just really, it's about centering myself in the morning. And so while I don't have like a specific, this is, you you know, I write in a journal and I, then I do this and I do this. It's always about sort of centering myself for the day. And I just have different ways of centering myself, um, in the morning. Uh, and then at night, um, I really have a, it's very simple. (laughs) It's very, very simple. And it's always the same. It's, um, I brush my teeth, I wash my face and I take a few deep breaths and I go to bed. It's really Mm -hmm. very, it's, and it's always, and I fall asleep immediately. So it works Mm -hmm. for me. It works for me. Right. 
simplicity can really be helpful. Yeah, I I think that's like the thing that people forget, right? Is that like, you know, you don't have to have lavender oils and a hot bath and all these things. It can be just whatever has worked for you and is simple for you and is the is the trigger for your brain to be oh it's this is now it's a time for us to go and you know light the world on fire or now it's time for us to to sleep and try to rest um uh peacefully that's all it's about and whatever right. whatever works for for you works works for you period yeah yeah that's great thank you so to kind of continue on the self-care trajectory what are three self-care practices that you just can't live without? Um, so one of them, I, I kind of file under movement. Um, some people would say exercise, um, which I, I do. Um, but I think movement is, is a better way of saying it. So, you know, I, I, I run or I go to spin class or I go to yoga or I move every single day. I take the dog for a walk. I move every single day. Um, it is it is the one thing, um, that is so helpful to me and reshapes my frame of mind that day and is very meditative for me. Uh, so that's absolutely number one, big star by it. I have to move every single day. Um, the, the other thing, uh, is eating well or eating as clean and as well as I possibly can. Uh, I find that, um, you know, if I don't have good nutrition, then, then I don't move as well, which means I might have not, I might not have good connections with pe- with people. And it just kind of spirals down from there. Um, and I think the, the last thing really is, is, is connection, making sure I connect with at least one human being in a non, um, technical way. So, you know, actually physically talking to another human being, <laughs> Rather than texting with you know someone or or um, emailing with them, I have to and, and in a meaningful way, you know, um, I, that's another very very important thing for me that I do every single day. Those are but by 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 and large, number one, movement, movement, movement. If I don't do that, then I'm setting myself up for for destruction. Oh, I love it. It's so true about yeah. the connection. I uh, it's been a while since I went out with girlfriends, and last night we went out for a nice dinner. And I was just like, wow, like I get to just sit and talk. And like, I haven't done it for so long. I have a one year old. So, uh, I said, I have to put this on my self care Mm -hmm. list. Like once a month, Mm -hmm. we have to do Mm -hmm. this and get together because, you know, I talk to all my friends, very connected on, on text. But even when you think about it, it's like, you know, you're staring into a screen. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, and like even and- just seeing like their faces and like <laughs> facial movements, like that's yes! there's like there's like there's science behind that of I like felt that like, like I was actual in a movie. connection. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So you mentioned one book um, from Oprah. Thanks that I know mm-hmm. for sure. Is there any other book or books that you recommend oh, that you're reading God. right now, and why? There are books. so many. There are so many. Um, the, the book that I just finished, um, is it's, it's pretty heavy. Um, but it's called the name of the book is why Maddie ran. And it's a book about, uh, a very gifted athlete, um, who went to college, um, on, uh, as a student athlete and ended up dying by suicide. Um, and it, 
it's a really good way for someone. I had my husband read it. It's a really good way for someone who doesn't understand uh, what someone suffer, what it's like for someone that suffers from depression. There's really good, good dialogue in there about what it's like to have a spiral down. Um, so that was the last book I read and it was amazing. It was a very, it's a fast read. Um, another book, uh, that I always go back to and I'm always rereading is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Um, I just think that we're, we could all, we could all, all learn from stepping into the arena and being our most vulnerable selves. And by doing so being our most alive self, um, and then, you know, the other book too, I keep going, I'm, I'm going to go on and on about this. Yes, please. But the other book that I love, um, is, um, uh, Liz Gilbert's, uh, Big Magic. I love, and her, I love that book. And her we podcast. Love that one. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Cause like talk about like stepping into the arena. Like that's what that is. It's like the how to guide to accept and step into the arena. Um, yeah. So those are probably, those are my top three right now. Yeah. No, those are great. I'm excited to put um, I'm excited to put those on, on my Amazon list. And Big Magic is one of the books that I listen to on a regular basis. For I, sure. I give it out for gifts to people who are like struggling with like fear. I do work around fear as well and helping people overcome um, fear stuff. And so it's like a book that I give out to people being like this. You need to read this because we are all creatives. We're all supposed to be doing this and it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. So what area do you find your clients struggle with the most and what is your best advice for them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think that it's the lack of awareness of how far down self-care is on the list. Um, until you really stop and look at it and what you want to be doing, um, and aren't doing, uh, you don't realize how poorly you're treating yourself. Um, and I think creating the space for awareness around that is, it's been, it's been mind blowing for a lot of my clients, um, that they, they didn't realize, they didn't realize they were burnt out. Um, or they did, but maybe not to the extent that they are, um, and that things that were important to them are just, are just no longer important. Um, I think the best way, um, my best advice on that piece is just, you, you gotta be still for a minute or two. You just gotta be still. And, you know, turning off the TV and the, you know, having your kids maybe quiet for a couple minutes or just locking yourself in the bathroom or something from away from the kids, whatever you need to do to have absolute stillness and quiet for two or three minutes. Um, it is pretty enlightening. And then if you can continue that practice of maybe five or 10 minutes, what will come to you, um, on your own and what you're not doing and, and what you're putting aside to your own detriment will be amazing will be quite frankly there's been some of my clients have been just earth shattering what they have learned in those five minutes that they've taken to sit outside on the back deck away from everything um and just really sit there and be present 
Yeah. So yeah. And it's so simple, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so simple, but it's so easy to lose in this society of busyness. Yeah, it's supposed to be good to be busy, but you just lose sight of the little things. Yeah. And also, you know, reevaluating what, like what inspires you. Like a lot of times, you know, I see a lot of women doing certain things or self-care practices because they feel like they have to. So like, let's say they've picked it up from their mom or, you know, whatever, and they do it and doesn't fill them up, you know, and there's just like a whole sea of things that you can like pick from and, you know. Uh, start simple and just, you know, invite that into your life. Like that's so important. Um, Yeah. So what is one of your favorite success stories with a client? I think my my favorite one is I worked with a woman um, who shattered a lot of hangups around fear. Um, And I, it's my favorite because it was the moment I realized that I could help people shatter some hangups around fear. Um, cause I keep, oh, man, I keep showing up and I keep doing hard things myself. And mm-hmm. just by helping her, uh, realize that she was scared to put her memoir out there or even work on her memoir. Um, and realizing it all came to, to the fear and it was the fear of, um, just being present in her whole self. And it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the fear that a lion was going to, you know, eat her. It was just that by being ourselves, she was just petrified. And so we did a lot of work around that and, you know, helping her understand that, uh, it, it's not going to kill her. And in fact, by being vulnerable, it's going to make you more resilient. Um, it was my favorite thing. It was also the first time I realized that, resilience and fear are the uh, opposite sides of the same coin, uh, that you really, really gain a lot of resilience by doing the things that scare the living shit out of you. You really, really do. And you can do them in a safe, a safe way. You know, if you have a fear of public speaking or, um, yeah, public speaking, you can do those things in a very safe way, you know, with some friends and, um, with a story that they already know and just grow from there. Uh, but it's amazing that just that little bit of nudge, what that does for you. And then you feel like, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to go get on the TEDx stage. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, it's amazing. That is my absolute, it's my absolute favorite client success story because by helping, helping her bust, bust through her fear stuff, I bust through some of my own hangups and I just had all these realizations around fear and, and, um, over, you don't overcome fear, but you work through fear, um, work along with fear. Yeah. Right. And, and our clients most of the time end up being our mirror, right? So things Mm -hmm. that they have to work through, we somehow were like, Oh shoot, I've never actually like thought about that part of my life or whatnot, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, We're we're further along in the process and the self-development process, but it's like, yeah, I can, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying by that fear you're having. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What was the best decision of your life until this point? Um, my best decision was probably, I am originally, um, I'm originally from Utah. I grew up in Utah and I went to college in Utah and I am um, not a Utah person. <laughs> and I think the best decision was moving um, 3,000 miles away to Maine um, it, because 
um, I moved here and I was, I was definitely at my, um, one of my sickest, um, mentally, uh, mental health wise. And I met my now husband and he really, 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 um, is the reason I think I'm alive today. Um, he really pushed me to get help and do the things that I needed to do. So I don't think had I not moved to Maine, I wouldn't A, be alive, and I certainly B, wouldn't have been helping people in the way that I'm helping them. That makes me, that, that I mean, talk about self-care, it makes me feel good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And so, Stephanie, what made you actually move to Maine? Because uh, you met your husband after, right? Yeah, so I well, I moved to Maine um, because after college, I, I graduated with an English degree. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this English degree? <laughs> and so I thought about it for like three seconds. And I'm like, I guess I'll go to law school. Um, and that's not how you should approach law school, FYI, for all of you. <laughs> I need to really think about going to law school. Um, and so I really wanted, I really wanted to move very, 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 very far away from Utah. And so I looked at schools on the East coast, um, and I didn't want to live somewhere big and overwhelming and and crowded. And I got into Maine obviously, and I came to Maine on a beautiful March day. It was beautiful and went to the school and toured the school. And this was after I've had toward other schools too, but it just felt right. It just felt right in my gut, um, to be in Maine, everything, everything felt right. And I knew that I had to be here. And I remember standing up, um, at the promenade, um, looking out into the ocean there in the Casco Bay and thinking, yeah, this is where I'm going to live. I'm just going to live here. And it, that's, and that's what happened. I packed up all my stuff and I moved 3,000 miles away, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> and so you became a lawyer, and how did you make the transition to become a coach and speaker and author? Yeah, I um, I burned out. I burned out big time. Um, and I was very, I was, I was mentally ill. I was very mentally ill, but I was also probably, probably borderline alcoholic. And my, I had all this indigestion problems and I was just mean to everybody. And one day I was driving home from some, from a court thing and I got home and it was a Friday. I was just mad. I was just so mad. And it was a Friday. And my husband asked um, me to, we should go grab some dinner with his brother. And I just got so mad. I just started yelling at him. And he just looked at me and he said, this is not about me. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like that moment when I realized that all this law stuff um, was affecting me, was affecting my mental health. Absolutely. Um, But it was doing more than that. It was affecting me physically where I was, I've always considered myself an athlete um, and I wasn't even running and I Mm -hmm. was eating, I was eating junk. I was just eating junk all the time. And I, you know, my, my doctor wanted to send me to a gastroenterologist. I can't even say it because I had so many like indigestion and stomach problems. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if the reason why is because of all of this law crap and all of this, um, crap that I have going on there. And so that was the moment basically I was like, I got to start to unwind from, from that. And so then I, then I just started looking around, you know, I started looking around, what am I passionate about? Um, what do I love? 
and I, uh, I've always really loved nutrition and, and exercise and stuff. And so I found myself at the, um, the, uh, oh God, I can't even think of what, what is it? The integrative Institute. of Integrative Institute. <laughs> I, can't remember, I, can't, I can't remember that, but it was a great program and I really enjoyed it. And from sort of health coaching, I realized that I had other, other talents, other gifts that yeah. around care and resilience and things that I really wanted to do more with. Um, and you know, and with self care, honestly, like the health coaching is really, is really important too. Uh, eating well for some people is their self care period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, that is, that is how I came to where I am today. That is so inspiring. So, so inspiring. There's many women who aren't happy and they're you know, in their work life. And it doesn't have to be that way. You either can make, you know, some changes in that or, you know, like you said, just look around and look for other options. And right. there's ways to make that work easily. I, you know, Maya and I have both done it and transitioned yep. and it's, it's life changing and it gives you this life literally in front of you and you get to like pick and choose what you want. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Thank you for sharing that. And when do you feel most empowered? Oh gosh, I think, oh, I think when, whenever a client tells me, "Wow, this was so helpful," when all I've done is really sit there and listen and kind of nudge them, um, that's really empowering. And it's empowering because it's it's the ripple effect, right? Is by helping them with whatever thing big or large they have going on, they are now carrying that really great positive energy out into the universe. And I know that. And so that makes me feel like I could climb a mountain. Yeah. 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 I resonate with that for sure. <laughs> Can you tell us about the most challenging time in your life and how you overcame it? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Wow. There's been a lot. Uh, (laughs) There has been a lot. Um, I think, so I'll, I'll use something most, most recent um, because I have, I mean, honestly, I've had a lot. Um, My, uh, one of my very best friends uh, died by suicide um, almost two years ago. And at the time I was, I was healthy. Um, I was, I wasn't at risk myself of, of suiciding, but it was really, the thing about suicide is that when someone close to you dies by suicide, uh, you're at more of a risk yourself of, um, of following suit and where you have a history of it. It's, it's just really, really dangerous. And the, the way that I got through that, honestly, was by showing up, by talking to people, um, by continuing my self-care uh, routine, making sure I was doing the things like running and eating well um, and connecting with people. Uh, and in doing that, um, it helped me get through a time that was just difficult on its own by losing uh, a, a very good friend of mine, but yeah. also a time when it could have also caused yeah. me to, to tailspin pretty drastically and traumatically. Um, I think the, the power of talking, 
and language is is huge by saying to somebody when you're not doing well by saying those words you have given the thing less power already um and so for me by telling my some of my really other close friends hey i'm struggling with keith's death or hey i am you know i think that i might be spiraling down right now i gave the thing that could have destroyed me less power um and in do, in doing that it allowed me to that little bit of that little bit of room to be able to make sure i could make a healthy dinner or um go for a run um so i think it it, it sounds so simplistic so it but it really for me for me it always comes back to self-care and how am I taking care of myself every single day, every single day. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And so sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. So to conclude our show today, can you share with us three things that you're most recently grateful for? Um, grateful for my health. Um, (laughs) all of it. Um, and the fact that I have, the awareness that I do around my health and what keeps me healthy. Um, I am so grateful for, uh, my husband, um, who has, is a huge, huge supporter of mine. Um, and I can't imagine a world without him in it. Um, and I am also grateful for all the amazing people that I have in my life. Um, and animals. I appreciate the animals too. Uh, but <laughs> I love the animals, but you know, from the, the people who, um, my, like my dearest and closest friends to acquaintances, to people who, you know, I might meet at Starbucks that, um, I'm able to have like a really great quick conversation with that makes my day. I'm really just grateful for the people as well. For connection. Connection. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. And thank you so much for being so transparent and uh, open with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You guys giving me the opportunity to chat with you guys. This has been great. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. listening to the love yourself to happiness show if you like what you heard and you're interested to see if you're fit to work with us here's what to do next head over to maya and forward slash apply and book an appointment to speak with our team we will get on a call for about 45 minutes and we will work with you to craft a step-by-step game plan to win back 10 hours of free time in your week so you could reconnect and spend more quality time with your loved ones And we will get you clarity on three things. Number one, we will help you see what mindset shifts need to be made in your life. Number two, you will learn how to create a schedule so that you can flow through motherhood with ease. And number three, you will get in touch with the things that bring you joy so you know what to do with this free time. Whatever your biggest challenges are, we've seen it and we know how to overcome it. Don't do it alone. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We have helped moms get more free time in their week to focus on themselves without sacrificing family time. To see if we can help you do the same, go to mayaandmikayla.com forward slash apply. We look forward to talking to you soon.